0: The Gospel for today is from Luke chapter 1. In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a town in Galilee called Nazareth to a virgin engaged to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary, and he came to her and said, Greetings, favored one. The Lord is with you And why has this happened to me that the mother of my Lord comes to me? For as soon as I heard the sound of your greeting, the child in my womb leaped for joy. And blessed is she who believed that there would be a fulfillment of what was spoken to her by the Lord. The Gospel of the Lord.
1: Kevin, David, thank you so much. Happy Advent. Come on now. Happy Advent. How about that? Now I know as I say that, um, you're actually not thinking of Advent, are you? You're thinking of Christmas. I know, I know. In fact, raise your hand if you are ready for Christmas. Wow, there's a lot more in this place than at the 927 service. Wow, you all are good. Well organized, prepared, good for you. Uh, Although I'm sure most of you are just maybe trying to fool us because at this very moment I know that you're already and still thinking of gifts that you have to buy, uh, plans that you have to prepare, trees you have to decorate, things that you're still trying to think through as as we quickly, hey, it's December 5th, right? I mean, we're right around the corner from Christmas. But in the midst of that, in the midst of uh, whatever you're planning or thinking or, or arranging or worrying about, in the midst of that, at least for the next few minutes, as we continue and work and walk and journey through this Advent season, I'd love for you, if you would, to allow yourself to focus your full attention onto something else entirely. Just do your best and focus on a particular person. Might you guess who that is? On Mary, the mother of Jesus. Uh, The woman for whom we read, about whom we read just a few moments ago, the young, unmarried teenage girl who unexpectedly became the mother of, of our Lord and our model for faithful living, who, when told the plans, looked into that sea of confusion and doubt and worry and anxiety and fear and said, here am I. Mary has so much to teach us after all, and so today, as best you can, let's try to focus on Mary, whose story begins in a dark world of fear and sorrow, as it turns out, a world that had turned its back on God and a world that was trying its best maybe to live in chaos. A, a world, however, at the same time that was yearning for a Savior, in her womb, as it turns out, would be the answer to all of those worries and those fears, that, those moments of chaos. In her womb was that light for a darkened world. So sing with me, if you will. You know this. O come, O come, well and ransom captive Israel, that mourns in lowly exile here, until the Son of God appear. Rejoice. It's the year 1809. The international scene was chaotic. If you remember your world history from those days, Napoleon was sweeping through Austria. Blood was flowing freely. Europe feared that that he would try to form an empire throughout the continents. Everyone and everything was focused on that fear. Some believed that the world was coming to an end, but something else was happening as it turns out in 1809, something that was going rather unnoticed. That same year, a boy named Alfred Tennyson was born to an obscure minister, and his wife, he would one day become one of the finest poets in history. And just a few miles away, a physician named Darwin and his wife gave birth to a child who they named Charles, several thousand miles away. Oliver Wendell Holmes was born in Cambridge, Massachusetts, and then in a backwoods cabin in Hardin County, Kentucky, was born, you guessed it, who? Abraham Lincoln who would save this country from chaos, don't you see? While all the world obsessed over Napoleon, as it turns out, history was actually being shaped in the cradles of England and America and other places around this world. Likewise in Mary's day. The big news of the day centered on Roman occupation, Rome, the most powerful empire the world had ever seen, Rome, who had become rather brutal to the people of Israel. And at the beginning of the gospel story, we even learned that Caesar Augustus, the emperor of this Roman Empire, had imposed a huge tax and demanded that everyone return to to their place, their hometown of origin, where they would have to be registered. That was all the talk, and the people were so incredibly frustrated. Frustrated and furious about it, but Caesar didn't care. He actually liked the attention. He loved the control. What he demanded would be the adoration. But did you notice? While the world focused on Rome and Caesar, history, as it turns out, was being shaped in a cradle, a manger, and a little town of Bethlehem. Unlikely, unnoticed, unbelievable, It all began in in a late afternoon hours in a in a town called Nazareth of Galilee, a rather sort of uh, everyday, sort of normal afternoon. Nothing special was going on that day for Mary and for anyone else in, in Nazareth, certainly just a normal day, until an angel of the Lord appeared to Mary, an angel named Gabriel, and says to her, "'Greetings, favored one.'" Now, obviously, Mary was afraid. Don't be afraid, Mary, My, uh, I, for you have found favor with God. And then these words that changed her life, your life, and the life of this world. For now, you will conceive in your womb, Mary, in your very womb, and bear a son, and you will name him Jesus, and he, he, Mary, will be great. He will be called the Son of the Most High, the Lord will give to him the throne of his ancestor David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and his kingdom will have no end. Mary was stunned. How can this be? She said, I, I, I've never, well, I, I've never even been with anyone. <laughs> Don't worry, Mary. No worries, for nothing is impossible with God. In fact, the child in your womb will be holy and will be the Son of God, a Savior for all of the world. She didn't know how to respond. Run probably came to mind. Don't talk to strangers may have also been something that came to mind. But in the end, she did the only thing that seemed natural, the only thing in that moment at least that seemed to make sense, a response, a belief really that welled up from deep within her, something that spoke to her, yearning that was deep within. Here, here am I, she said, the servant of the Lord. So let it be, let it be with me according to your word. And as quickly as the angel had come, the angel disappeared, never to be seen by Mary again. The people of Israel had been yearning for a Savior. Was now the time? I mean, was she the one? Surely not, not Mary. No one's going to believe this. (laughs) The story is told of a of a woman who met Jesus in the village market and asked that He stop by for dinner on Christmas Day. He agreed. She was so excited. She ran home to prepare her house for for uh, for the dinner, to begin all the preparations that it would re- require early on Christmas morning. Uh, she woke up. She was working so very hard, trying to get ready, but, but then all of a sudden uh, an unbathed man dressed in rags knocked on this woman's door. Spare morsel to eat, he, he asked. Uh, Ugh. <laughs> what wasn't that she didn't like the homeless. She helped when she could, but there was just no time this morning. Come on, Jesus was coming. I mean, come on, not now, she said. Please, come back later. I'm just too busy right now. An hour later, another man stopped by, elderly, disabled, knocked on her door. She had never seen him before. Look, not now. I'm far too busy today. Then a friend poked her head through the door. Before she could say a word, the one yelled out, can't anyone see that I'm busy? Please, not now. Come back later. Or well, the morning passed and the evening too. The dinner, it was wonderful, so well prepared. The house was glowing in candlelight. Floors were swept. The the aroma of, of, of cider was just wafting through the home, but she was alone. When will He arrive, she thought. Well, the next day at the village, she ran into Jesus again. Lord, why didn't you stop by? I waited for you all day long. Food was cooked. The house was cleaned. Where were you? <laughs> he laughed. Oh, <laughs> I did come by your home yesterday. Three times I visited you, but you were, you were too busy for me. You didn't have time, and you sent me away. Now, you know, don't you, that the same could be true for, for Mary, on that afternoon in Nazareth of Galilee that everyday sort of moment that that day that didn't seem like it would be any more unusual than any other day the easiest thing for Mary to have done when the angel came to her that day and rocked her world would have would have been simply to say Uh, not now. I'm too young. This isn't really good timing for me. How about let's delay this for a while? Maybe when I have a bit more time or a bit more energy or, or I understand exactly what you're talking about, when I'm prepared, can't you see I've got other things to think about? We make excuses like these all the time. Besides, she knew the law. I mean, she had seen what happened to women caught in crazy situations like this. She knew the law about about becoming pregnant before marriage. There were two options, cut and dry. You could be stoned in a public place, or you could be kicked out of the village, forced to live it, to go on your own, to deny contact with family and friends. You're labeled an adulteress forevermore. Mary knew that law. She knew the risk, and certainly she was afraid, scared in a way that she had never been scared before. And you know how tempting it is, don't you, to allow fear to make decisions on our behalf, but not Mary. and This is amazing. Mary instead put her trust in the Lord and said simply, here am I. She believed and she acted on her belief, and that's really why we've spent already so much time talking about Mary. It is for this reason. It's because she is the model for Christian discipleship for you and for me. She believed and she acted on her belief, precisely why Mary is considered the perfect example of the Christian life, a woman with no equal in Scripture. Now look, I know it's Christmas, and there are visions of sugar plums dancing in your heads, (laughs) but imagine Mary on that day, Mary so meek and mild, holding her baby Jesus. But also 30 years later, Mary, who has to endure the pains, the agony of watching her son die on a cross, for she was there too, she she holds Him in her arms in that moment too, but this time bathed in tears of sorrow. And she wraps Him too in linens for burial, swaddling clothes. In that moment, she must have remembered the unusual gift of myrrh given by the wise men at Jesus' birth. It's a perfume that's normally used to prepare a body for burial. Thirty years later, now Mary understood, and as she cradled the body of her own son, she knew why that gift had been shared. A mother should not have to feel such pain. Despite her sadness on that dark, stormy day, She must have found comfort in the words of the angel Gabriel, spoken so many years earlier, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. So, here's the deal. Our relationship with Jesus began in very different ways. All of us have a different way in in which we have been engaged in relationship with Jesus. Of course, that began that that relationship always begins with Jesus coming to us knowing us before we were even in our mother's womb calling us by name to to become a part of this grand family of God, and yet as we sort of come into a fuller knowledge and understanding of who Jesus is in our lives, we come to that knowledge and understanding in many, many different ways, and that way continues in very different ways for each and every one of us around that room. For some, your, your relationship with Jesus right now is, is maybe uh, uh, feeling rather grand and glorious as we try to emerge from this pandemic. Maybe your faith is becoming strengthened day by day and you're feeling a renewed sense of joy in this relationship with Jesus, or maybe this has been a tough part of your life. Maybe this season has been difficult and strained, and maybe your relationship with Jesus likewise has been strained. Your faith has been weakened. It's been tested, and maybe right now you're wrestling with the reality of doubt and fear and confusion, maybe even anger. We have different ways of approaching this relationship with Jesus, don't we? But Mary's relationship began by holding Him in her arms. Imagine. I mean, Paul says that in Jesus, the fullness of God was pleased to dwell. In Mary's arms was the fullness of God, the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, the author of all creation there in her arms eventually she discovered however that that not not did she did not need to hold jesus but jesus needed to hold her as Philip he says he was not only her child after all he was her lord and to that mary said yes here am i as i conclude the sermon i'd like you to I'd like to invite you to join me in saying yes to Jesus and pledging to follow Him as your King. Now, maybe for some, that would be the very first time. For others, it may have been a time, a response you've made hundreds of times before. Perhaps each and every day when you've woken up, before you've put feet onto the ground, you have the discipline of saying, yes, Lord. I'm available for you. Use me however you need to use me today. For others, perhaps, you have not had the chance yet to say yes to Jesus, to accept His great gift of love for you, His embrace of you, His eagerness to walk with you every day of your life. And yet, it's the most important decision you can make today and every day to yield your life to Christ, to let Him be your light so that you might be a light for the world, to to accept His incredible love for you so that you might bear that love for each other. The world needs it so desperately, don't you know? And as far as I'm concerned, it is truly the best way that you and I can prepare for Christmas. (laughs) Will you pray with me? Blessed are You, O Lord our God, King of the universe. You came to us in Jesus to show us who You are and who You call us to be. Lord, give us the courage to yield our lives to You, to accept Your love, to feel Your embrace as You hold us close, and to follow You as as our King, our Savior, and our Lord. Amen.